God is good. And all the time, give him another hand clap of praise tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. And we want to welcome everybody who's joining us by our live stream this evening. We're glad that you have tuned in. And uh, we're just so thankful uh, for that. And uh, now that we are going live, I'll make that one announcement again where everybody else can hear. Uh, God has blessed us in our congregation, given more to care and share this year for Christmas than we ever had, uh, uh, sending them a uh, check for $800. And that's just a blessing. And then uh, the ladies will be sending over 100 or better more. 112 for the widows over there, helping uh, the widows. So we are so thankful, amen, for those, amen, who give. And um, talking about giving, uh, it's, a, um, it's a subject that I'm thankful that, that this pastor has not had to linger on down through the years because our folks have always been good givers. And uh, there's a lot of pastors that has to preach on giving and tithing all the time. And uh, I'm, I have been able to focus things on other things uh, and uh, really not have to uh, get, a, get into it a whole lot. But I really think um, felt impressed as we are fixing now to head toward the beginning of a new year and a new season. Um, as pastor, it's my desire to give you uh, the things that will help you grow and benefit you the most. Um, and I don't know what's going to happen in the financial world. Uh, I don't know um, what, you know, I mean, I, if, you, if you keep up with the stock market, you know it'll drive you crazy uh, and all that and what, what's going to happen, what's going to take place. And, uh, but God's people, there is, uh, there is a, a way that we can be blessed and have our needs met no matter what's going on around the world. And we are doing the series right now, Spotlight on Scripture. And I'm going to begin tonight, and I don't think I will get all of this lesson done. If, uh, if I do, I'll keep you here way past our our normal time, but I'm really feeling impressed in my spirit. I want to give you something that will help you uh, to be blessed by God and have the favor of God upon you, uh, and uh, going into this coming year to be blessed financially like you have never been uh, blessed uh, before, 
And so on our spotlight on Scripture tonight, we're going to the book of Proverbs, chapter 11. And we're going to focus our spotlight on verse 24 and 25. And there are people who go to seminars and pay great sums of money to find out success things, to help them do well financially. I'm going to give you something that I guarantee you is a sure thing. Amen. So, if you want to make that check payable out to me, hallelujah, <laughs> glory to God, amen. Uh, I believe what the Word of God tells us, if we follow it, it will work. It will work. And uh, let's just go ahead and get started. I could ramble on and on, but Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 24 Notice what he says, There is that scattereth, and yet increases. And there is that withholdeth more than is meat, but it tendeth to poverty. I hope that you are getting what he's saying here. There is one who scatters and yet increases. In other words, he don't hold on to it. He don't hoard it. He scatters it out, casts it out like a farmer does the seed. But then he said, There is the one that withholdeth more than his meat. There's, you know, there's a contrast of two different kinds of people. One that releases and another one that hoards. But it tendeth to poverty. Verse 25. The liberal soul shall be made fat. And he that watereth shall be watered also himself. There are some strong spiritual principles here, church, concerning your welfare financially. Amen. So the night I'm going to title our lesson. The generous heart will always gain. The generous heart will always gain. I'm going to just tell you up front, God despises greed. Amen. God despises greed. And he has a tendency to smile on and bless those that blesses others. Now, tonight, 
I'm not going to be talking about tithing. What we're talking about in our lesson tonight is going beyond the tenth. Amen. What we're talking, and and I am thinking about after we get through this part that I'm going to continue and do a little talking about God's plan for the finances of the church. And there's a lot of people... There's a lot of people that don't understand the full concept of tithing and the biblical way of how it's set up. And uh, I'm thinking we may be getting into that, and it's been years and years. Like I said, I don't have to talk on it, but as we're coming into this new year, I want to give you something that will propel you and help you financially so the proverb that we just got through reading this proverb is a financial secret from the god of heaven for his people giving away financial assets will increase your net worth giving away financial assets now see that's Complete opposite from what the world says and thinks. Amen. It's completely opposite. But giving away financial assets will increase your net worth while holding back money leads to poverty. That's what this scripture is actually saying. That's what it's actually saying. If you want a wealth-building secret from God... And King Solomon, who was the wealthiest king and ruler of all time, he's the one that put Proverbs together. If you want a wealth-building secret, this is it. This is it. Being generous with your money to noble and righteous causes will bring financial prosperity but restraining your giving will take you down. Amen. Now we're not we're not talking about somebody's salvation here. What I'm talking about now has nothing to do with your salvation or how or, or, or your eventual making it to heaven. But what I'm talking about is how you get uh, how you how you make it on your way to heaven. Amen is what I'm talking about. Solomon contrasted two types of people in this proverb here in the 11th chapter. The one scatters his money by giving it to godly causes, and he increases in financial prosperity. Though he is giving money away, his accounts keep growing. The other hoards and protects his assets by not giving when he should or don't give as much as he should. Some people give, but they don't give as much as they should. Hallelujah. And that one gets poorer and poorer. Amen. Now, listen to this, and if you are uh, taking notes, which I hope that you are, a foolish man reasoning he reasons like this 
I cannot afford to give. That's the thought of a foolish man. I can't afford to give. I must protect my financial situation. I have bills coming up that I need to save for. When I'm in a better financial situation, then I will give. I have had people literally tell me, and I mean, you know, it amazes me they got the nerve to, to tell their pastor such. I've had people to tell me who don't give anything to the church, Pastor, just as soon as I strike that lottery, I'm going I'm to give the church several hundred thousand dollars and I'm going to write a check for you for a few hundred thousand too. Well, that money you're wasting on the lottery, if you just start putting that in the church, it would turn into a lottery for you. Hello, somebody. Glory to God. It's the truth anyhow. Amen. So the foolish man says, I can't afford to give. I got to protect everything. I got bills coming up. I got to save for that. And when I'm better off financially, then I will give. Well, I'm here to tell you, you never will get better off financially if you don't learn to give. Hallelujah. Amen. The God of heaven operates far above these ignorant and wicked ideas of financial security. These men will surely be poor, and they will always have problems. They will never improve financially by violating this proverb right here. Just a little survey will show such men are often the poorest people that you know. Hallelujah. Amen. So, here's what we've laid out. And this is what... uh, uh, we need to get focused on. God will never leave you in the cold. He'll never allow you to stand out in the rain. There have been times with me, not just just here recently, that I that that I had um, uh, certain certain things to pay, <clears throat> and I thought, well, I better hold off on doing this or doing that. But I, I, I did not hold off on doing it, and God made the way. And he will do it every time. He will do it over t- every time. I want to talk a little bit tonight about the key to deliverance and healing. What I'm telling you about tonight will not only bless you financially, but it will, it will also help you otherwise. Did you know the key a lot of times to your good health or healing when you're sick has to do with the type of person you are in giving? Did you, did you, did you know that? Did you realize that? The key to deliverance and healing. 
Notice the scriptures that we're going to read. Psalms 41, beginning at verse 1. Blessed is he who considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. Hallelujah. Brother Douglas, if we are generous and we help, if we help the poor, if we help those that are worse off than we are that's in need of help, not only will that bring uh, financial blessing back your way, but it, it will help you when you need deliverance. I'm just telling you what the book says. I'm just telling you what the book says. You ever find yourself between a rock and a hard place? And what, how in the world am I going to get out of here? Well, look back. Check, check yourself. Have you been a giver or have you been a hoarder? Think about it. Because the Bible says in Psalms 41 and 1, the Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. Verse 2. The Lord will, look at that, preserve him and keep him alive and he will be blessed on the earth. Who are we talking about? We're talking about those who considers the poor. Brother Douglas does that every Tuesday night down there and, 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 and donating time uh, helping feed uh, the uh, the homeless people and the poor people there under the bridge. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive, and he will be blessed on the earth. Folks, this is a promise of the Word of God. If this right here is not right, throw your whole Bible away because none of the rest of it will be right. This is giving you a key to blessing. And it's not talking about just getting money back, but when you give, you get other things back beside finance. Hallelujah. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive, and he will be blessed on the earth. You will not deliver him to the will of his enemies. Amen. Preacher went to see him. a man in the nursing home one time. It was a 102-year-old. He went in there to sit and talk with him. He said, Pastor, he said, you know, I don't have an enemy in the world. Pastor said, well, man, that's good. That's a blessing not having an enemy in the world. He said, yep, at 102, I about lived them all. <laughs> Every one of them's gone. I'm still here. Hallelujah. All right, let's move on. Verse 3, the Lord will strengthen. Now, here we go. Here's what I'm talking about having to do with your health. The Lord will strengthen him on his bed of illness. You will sustain him on his sickbed. 
glory to God. When you, when you learn to scatter, amen, and bless others, not only will it come back to you financially, but God will look down upon you and some of your other needs and problems. Hallelujah. The Lord will strengthen him on this bed of illness. You will sustain him on this sick bed. Now, let's just stay right on this. There's, there's, more, there's more scriptures about this than I've got time to give you. But let me just go a few more. Proverbs 19 and 17. He who has pity on, on the poor lends to the Lord. Amen. I used to work with a fella. Every so often he'd come up to you, maybe about the middle of, middle of the week. Hey, old buddy, old buddy, old friend, old pal, how about, how about letting me hold 20 to payday? And I mean, one reason why he doesn't use up all his 20s on buying booze. I mean, I mean that was uh, everybody worked there knew that's what the problem was. But he'd always want you to let uh, let him hold 20. But I can tell you, he wouldn't be holding it. The guy down at the liquor store would not get it. But look at this. He who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord. Everything you do for the poor, you are letting God borrow something. Think about that. You're lending to God. He will pay back. Let me stop and ask you something. Do you think God will ever want to be indebted to anybody? I don't think God's the kind of God that, that uh, will allow himself to be indebted to no one. I mean, we, we often say it like this, you can't outgive God. Amen. Okay, let's, let's, let's go on. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to try to get through these by my allotted time tonight. Psalms 82 and 3. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Free them from the hand of the wicked. Amen. Proverbs 22 and 9. He, now of all the scriptures I got together for tonight, this right here, this is the icing here on the cake. This fits right in with the focus verse that we're focusing on Scripture back in the beginning and the title of our lesson about, uh, you know, being, being uh, generous. The generous heart will always gain. Look at Proverbs 22 and 9. He that hath a bountiful eye shall be blessed. For he giveth of his bread to the poor. 
What do you think that, that phrase right there means? Bountiful eye. He that hath a bountiful eye. As I begin to dig down in uh, another translation of the Bible that I use a lot in my study, it's called the God's Word Translation. And I want you to look at this scripture. I'm going to put it up on the screen. This is the way God's Word Translation translates that verse, he that hath a bountiful eye. Whoever is generous will be blessed because he has shared his food with the poor. Hallelujah. God loves generosity. God loves givers because number one, as I preached last Sunday, God himself is a giver. All this we have around here all began with a gift, like I preached last Sunday. Hallelujah. So whoever is generous, folks, there's no way that you can ever go wrong in being generous. Not being stingy. Bless God, if you got that problem, you can come up here and we can put some spiritual WD-40 on them joints that's squeaking. You heard the saying, some people so tight they squeak when they walk. <laughs> Maybe you need some spiritual WD-40. And now I'm going to be winding it down by saying this right here. The way to blessings is to bless. The way to blessings is to bless. Sometimes you need to just keep yourself in a prayer mode to where God, you're tuned into the Spirit of God and maybe you're out somewhere, maybe, maybe it's at church, maybe it's at work, maybe it's in a store somewhere. And because you're tuned into God, the Lord tells you, Bless that person over there. I never will forget. I was a kid. And my dad was not. Uh, uh, he, was, he, he was a Baptist minister at the time. He was in, in the Baptist church. But he was a, um, he was a praying man. And. Uh, he lived, he lived the life a whole lot closer than a lot of Pentecostal folks I know today. And we was traveling down Shelby Avenue, headed towards the old Shelby Street Bridge, the one that is now, I think they call it the pedestrian bridge. We were headed, fixing, headed to go over there. 
that direction. And there was a man walking on the sidewalk on the opposite side of the road, going the opposite way, walking. My dad whooped the car over to the curb. Mama said, what are you doing, Sam? <laughs> he said, uh, I don't have anything on me. He said, uh, what you what you got on uh, got on you? And she said, "Why?" She says, "Cause the Lord just spoke to me and told me to bless that man over there." I don't know now. I, I was a kid, five or six year old. I, I don't know how much I was able to get. But Dad rolled down to one and called the man across the street. He came over there. He said, I don't know you and you don't know me. He said, but the Lord told me to give you this, to bless you with this. The man started crying. He said, sir, I'm a minister in Nashville from West Tennessee called from a church here in town to preach a few nights meeting. And I got down here the best way I could. And he said, but they did not give me a dime. They didn't give me a penny of any of the offerings that was received during that meeting. He said, and I was walking the streets, wondering how in the world I would have enough to get down here to the Greyhound uh, bus station to get a ticket to go back home. And guess what? The amount of money, my, I told him, I don't know what the, how much it was, but the amount of money that my dad gave him was the exact amount of money he needed to purchase a ticket to get back home. Strive to be a blessing, to bless somebody. The way to blessings is to bless. Hallelujah. Don't turn off everybody. Because sometimes every, uh, different ones can have, make some good, good statements and Mr. Olstein made this, made this statement. When you focus on being a blessing, God makes sure that you are always blessed in abundance. That is 100% true. That is 100% true. When you focus on being a blessing, God makes sure that you are always blessed in abundance. And to finish our lesson tonight, Luke 6 and 38. Give, and it shall be given unto you. 
Now, notice how it reads there, give and it. In other words, whatever it is you give is going to come back to you. Not necessarily money here. You can say give money. If it is money, you give money, and money shall be given back to you. You can say give forgiveness. And forgiveness will come back to you. Give mercy. And mercy shall come back to you. I guarantee you, every one of us, there's been times in our past we needed mercy. And if you live long enough, you're going to need it again. Give and it, or the thing that you give shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down, and shaken together. Hallelujah. My children get upset with their daddy when I'd send them to the garden to pick turnip greens. They did not like to pick turnip greens. I guess they got it honest because I was the same way. My daddy would give me a bushel back in basket and send me out in the garden and tell me to go pick something, beans or whatever it is. And I was a kid. I had other things on my mind in that garden. I get out there and I, I knew I was going to get away with it. I, I, you know, I just started throwing them in there and I, whatever it was, when I'd fill that thing up and I'd take it over, I'd say, Here you go, Daddy. He looked at it and he says, Boy, you ain't got that basket full. I said, It's up to the top. He picked that basket up and started shaking it around, pressing it down. And I'm standing there scratching my head looking. Time that fella got that thing all and he handed it back to me, it wasn't half full. I went back to the garden carrying that basket, kicking my foot like that. <laughs> Hallelujah. He always knew how to get some more in there. Well, guess what? God knows how to get more in there for your benefit, too. Praise God. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and run over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Hallelujah. Amen. The generous, the generous heart will always gain. Let's all stand together. We gave you some good, godly, biblical principles tonight about prosperity, financial and otherwise. If we take this to heart and live by the principles, I don't care what's going on in the world, you can still be blessed.